life in a way that honors God. And are you ready for this? God has boundaries. You know, there's a book. I had a chance about eight or ten years ago to be at a conference with about ten pastors of large churches, and we all had similar pressures, and we all got away in a little cabin for about uh, three days. And Henry Cloud came, who wrote the book on boundaries. And we had a, had a good time just talking about how hard it is as a senior pastor to keep boundaries to protect your family and your personal life, and boundaries where you work out and keep your health, because there's so many pools and so many demands. As I talked with Henry Cloud, I was amazed. I said, where did you get all this stuff? And he had some theological training. He said, you know where I got it? He said, I did about a three-year internship, and I did it in a mental health ward. And I just watched people after people after people after people try and live their life to please everyone and all the psychological damage that it did. And as I kept reading through, it was a time in my life, a real struggling time. And he said, often I would go away for five, six hours a day and do nothing but read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. And I saw how clearly God outlined boundaries. And one of the most important times God lays out boundaries is in the Old Testament when he wants to take a people and make them distinct and help them understand. Help them understand who he is, where he stops, and how they need to stop in relationship with one another and where you give room for other people to start. And the title of the series is called God's Boundaries. It's a fresh look at the Ten Commandments. If you'll go ahead and pull out your little study guide, teaching handout, I want to dig in with you and take a fresh look at the Ten Commandments, but look at them through the perspective of boundaries. When boundaries are broken, relationships falter. Uh, Reuben Shelley, in a book called Written in Stone, Ethics from the Heart, writes this when looking back at the 60s experiment, and then the 70s and the 80s, and at the heart of all that he's going to say is that boundaries were destroyed. He says the theme of the 60s was anti-establishment. In the protest against government, family, church, People who assumed that God was dead sank into self-destructive era of drugs, uninhabited sex, and moral anarchy. Next, we moved into the self-absorbed decade of the 70s. Tom Wolfe dubbed it the decade of me, and its bestsellers were looking out for number one and winning through intimidation. We endured then the golden age of greed, the decade of the 80s. Athletes gambled on sporting events. Wall Street kingpins were jailed for insider training. Officials in government were caught in sex, drug, and influence-peddling scandals. Now and later, the 90s and the early 21st century were faced with a crisis of ethics. Once what we took for granted as common decency is now uncommon. The utterly outrageous has become ordinary. Boy, you believe that, don't you? If I see one more reality TV program, the latest one, Trading Spouses. The obscene is commonplace. Our code of ethics has eroded in such a massive scale that we've become cynical about morality and we sense that something is terribly, terribly wrong with the spiritual fabric of our world. Since 1960, listen carefully, violent crime in America has increased more than 500%. A Justice Department study in 1987 predicted that 8 out of 10 Americans will be a victim of a violent crime in their lifetime. Crime is so prevalent in America that Americans have altered their lifestyles out of fear. Whole sections of major cities are considered unsafe. I've been where policemen have said, don't drive in that area of town. We can't guarantee any protection. One-fourth of the population have put in home security systems. 
Shoppers worry about where to park at shopping malls. Women carry mace in their glove compartments and purses. More and more people are carrying guns, and newspapers and talk shows document the fact that crime is the most important subject on people's hearts. He wrote that before terrorism began to occur. What I want to suggest is that we did an experiment in the 60s where we cast off restraint or boundaries. And the overwhelming consensus in our day is we need a moral compass. Uh, we need a North Star. We need a road map. We need a foundation for truth. As someone wisely said, we did our own thing and now our own thing is doing it to us. But the problem in our world, our current dilemma, is which boundaries? You may have heard William Bennett a few years ago wrote a book on virtues, and it's very politically correct to talk about ethics. Ethics courses popped up in the mid to late 90s in all kind of business schools. The problem is when you get specific. No one can agree on what is right and what is wrong. As Francis Schaeffer said, when you remove absolutes and there is no right and there is no wrong, then people will begin to erode all...